For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 34 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is April 25th, 2021. Let's bring in my co-host, Say Hey Rob. Rob, happy Sunday. How's it going? Uh, happy Sunday, top of the morning to you. It is going pretty well. It's uh, a little uh, overcast, just the way I like it this morning. A little, little rain up in, the, uh, up in the sky. Hopefully it doesn't push back our Giants too long today, but... Uh, yeah, kind of a nice little morning. You know, got out, you know, ran some errands, hit the grocery store, listened to Marty Lurie talk about God knows what. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's been a very nice Sunday morning and excited for our Giants to hopefully, for the first time probably in history, take a series from the fish. So that'd be cool. Yeah, we are recording this uh, before the Sunday game. It's, it's just afternoon here. Um, on Sunday, the 25th. So the Giants are scheduled to start at 105. Hopefully, uh, if, if it is raining in the city, it's not too bad and it pushes them back too far. So hopefully it's like, I'd rather them get delayed before the game, you know, and push sure. it back a little bit be- uh, rather than, you know, start and then, you know. Stop. Yeah, and then, and then and, boom, we got to hit the bullpen like in the second or third inning or whatever. Yeah, we'll get going on that here in a bit. So, uh <laughs> but <laughs> hey, I don't want that I, before before we jump into things uh I just want to say it was cool man I was I was able to go to a game finally last night um obviously I go to the one game they lose so far this series but it's all right it was it was a great time uh the wife and I went out to uh San Francisco hit up Oracle Park beautiful night it was on the colder side but it wasn't like freezing um you know i'm not gonna lie it was nice having some space around you at the yard but uh it was just great to be back at a at a baseball game in general and um you know we had a great time and uh so it was nice nice being able to soak in some american baseball man yeah man i'm I'm jealous man i've been to a game and shoot well over a year now any type of game probably so, a year and a half now yeah. yeah yeah at least and yeah it's gotta be kind of a uh, probably a little weird but uh kind of a welcome uh addition you're having just a little bit of space there especially at, at oracle where it's always very packed and you're waiting yeah. 20 to 25 minutes just to get inside and like you were telling me before we came on man you got in in about two minutes you said it was quick that's cool and i would say it was probably about it was probably about 25 percent full last night so there's okay. probably about 10 10 000 people there but I, we had a great time and um yeah. i'm hoping maybe to be able to go once more before 
like you said, it becomes a packed house again. Cause it is nice having some space around you. You can, you know, stretch out, enjoy some baseball, but don't worry anyways, about, we're about cussing as much, you know, <laughs> you would have been heard on television, Rob. I know, I know that I could say that comfortably. Um, well, like we said, uh, this series with the Marlins isn't over yet. Three or four have been completed, but uh, game four will be today. Um, since we last met, the Giants uh, went one and two when they played Miami in Miami. Uh, they went two and one in Philadelphia against the Phillies, and obviously they're up 2-1 in this four-game set against the Marlins. So, um, you know, they've been busy. They've been – I think this is the – they they haven't been off since last Thursday, so – and they're on quite a run here. Uh, yeah, so and, and they're not off again until Thursday. So good mm-hmm. little stretch where no off days here. Um, but thankfully, Giants are knock on wood. You know, they, they haven't had any, like, delays or postponements, uh, you know, anything like that in regards to, like, COVID reasons or whatever. So we've been playing. We've been playing. I'm sure now tomorrow the Giants will get postponed because I brought it up. Somebody's got COVID. <laughs> but – um, before we get into the bulk of our conversation, uh, I just want to let everybody know this is going to be a, an episode where Robbie's unleashing. So uh, <laughs> if you're not on Giants Chatter, uh, make sure you are on Facebook. Uh, the description, the link is in the description of the show below. Join Giants Chatter. We will be having our daily game thread ready to go for today's game. I'm excited to be on it. Um, but I wanted to kind of talk about how injuries have started to finally hit this roster a little bit. Um, obviously Cueto has been out almost two weeks now with that grade one lat strain. Um, I was, uh, trust me, we're, we're not, uh, you know, in discussion or affiliated with the actual team. Uh, we're just doing a fan podcast, but so we don't have any direct news from the club, but I'm anticipating we probably won't see Cueto for another couple of weeks. I'm, I'm thinking, I, I would think he'll be back in mid May, you know? Yeah. And you know, the, the giants, you know, they have all the starting and rotation depth and basically just guys that they were bring, bringing in, in the offseason for reasons just like this. Insurance, yep. Yeah, insurance. And, you know, and Coito is a possible, you know, I don't want to talk about it yet, but he's a possible trade piece, you yeah. know, later in the year. So when he comes back, you know, they want to make sure he's ready to go and he can put out his best performances. So, yeah, they're going to take it easy with him, I'd imagine. The timing of his injury, though, is just frustrating because he's pitching so well. Oh, yeah. Um, Tell me about it. I mean, just just vintage Cueto, like 2015-16 Johnny Cueto. So, um, hopefully, he won't lose too much touch off of what he was doing and he can still ride that momentum when he returns. Um, another one, Donovan Solano. Uh, he's he's on the 10-day IL now. He's got that right calf strain. Right calf strain. Um, and this one's kind of hard because – I mean, you need your legs to run, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, we're hoping it's not too serious. I know I've been very vocal, and, um, and I'm ramping it up again on Giants Chatter about I, I really do think the Giants need to move Solano um, sooner rather than later, and I remember, you know, we had some good discussions, I'll keep it at that, a couple weeks ago on the threads uh, about how, some, you know, and hey, you're titled to your opinion. Some people think, you know, Solano should be, an everyday player moving forward for the Giants, and that's fine. I think they should move on from him. I think you and I are kind of in the same boat. You know, yeah. like, go get something for him now. Obviously, he had a great start to the season. He was hitting over 400 for, like, the first two weeks of the season. Then before he got hurt this last week, he was he was ice cold. He was, like, five for his last 28 or something like that. Um, he's 33 years old. 
Uh, obviously, I think a big tell with how the Giants feel about Donovan Solano uh, was the arbitration hearing that we had back in, what was that, February? Like, it was almost right before spring training anyway. It was like a, like a week before spring training, yes. It was late, yeah. So, um, and obviously, they weren't in agreement really on anything over $700,000, which is a lot of money to us, but let's be real. You know, to Major League <laughs> Baseball players, it's not that much money. So, it really kind of gives you the thoughts, I think, from my perspective, that the Giants aren't really valuing Donovan Solano as a future piece um, of the San Francisco roster. So what are your thoughts on Donovan Solano? He's hurt right now with him moving forward. Yeah, he's not part of this future. I think we know that. He's in his 30s, and he had his best you know, season. It's not, and it's not even really a season last year. It was 60 games, best, you know, best numbers to date, you know, in a quote-unquote season. But – yeah, they go out and sign, you know, Jason Vossler immediately in the offseason, who's another infield piece. And they sign Tommy Listella, who, you know, who's, who's plays everywhere, but he spent a lot of time in second base in, in, in his career. And there are plans, of course, to get uh, Mauricio Dubon, you know, you know, back into the infield as well. You know, so he's not part of their future plans. And I, I, I don't know what their uh, – because they, they've held their cards pretty close you know, to, to the chest regarding him. But I'm going to guess that he is kind of right there with Cueto as a top-tier trade piece come, uh, come summertime. And that's, yeah. just, it's just, that's just me speculating. But, and it really does suck that, like, like you said, he gets off to, to that hot start, things are looking good. Oh, and then he gets cold and we, we start looking around, you know, talking to each other like, oh, man, he's coming back and come back to earth and that now he gets hurt it's like god dang now he's kind of back to where he was at the very beginning you know just kind of low on that totem pole because you're just not going to get a big return for a journeyman second baseman in his 30s and that's why you and i were both on, on that boat where man that maybe it's time to do this now and get something because yeah again he's not part of the future with this team i just don't believe it well, and you see, too, the last couple of weeks, um, he became a true platoon piece. I mean, this yeah. guy was this was a guy that was hitting well into his 300s last season and off to a great start this season. But you kind of saw as the Giants started to face more right-handed starters because we didn't see really much of Tommy LaStella at all, like the first eight or nine games. He's been playing almost every day now to see more right-handed pitching. But when there's right-handed starters on the mound, Dominic Solano was starting on the bench. And so mm -hmm. you're really seeing the structure of this Giants organization. And we had that episode with Brooks and Steven that we recorded a couple weeks before the season started that this team is going to do some things with the lineups on a daily basis. You're going to be like, wow, they're really going for those lefty righty platoon split lineups. And we've seen that. So, and Dominic Solano has been a victim of that. And so uh, that's something to take into account as well, that the Giants don't even really value him. Uh, as an everyday player, he damn near wins the uh, you know batting title in the sixty game season last year, and doesn't even play every day now. So there, yeah, that tells you everything you need to know right there, guys. Yep, that's true. Uh, and then kind of the last one I wanted to talk about, Brandon Crawford. Um, obviously, you know when you're at a game uh, and you're not really like on your phone, you're kind of <laughs> especially when it's been like well over a year for me. Uh, I'm not on my phone. I'm kind of soaking in the atmosphere at Oracle Park. So yeah, I didn't even know really until right before um, the game started last night that Brandon Crawford had been scratched um, with quad tightness. 
Um, and you even touched about how the Giants are looking to get Dubon, you know, some more infield looks. So he got to start at shortstop last night. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it either. Uh, Jason Bossler was called up right before uh, the game two from the alternate site. So, and got his first major league at bat last night. And uh, it's kind of cool. I was, I was able to see, he got a good uh, ovation there, but you know, a guy like Brandon Crawford also, you know, getting up there in age um, hasn't put up fantastic numbers this year. I mean, he's, he's not hitting that great, but I feel like when he is hitting though, it's an impactful um, at bat, you know, it's, it's more on the clutch end. And that's kind of the difference between I have, Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt. I'll take Brandon Crawford maybe over 162 games because the numbers may not be there, and I'm going to get some heat for this, but I don't care. But the impactful <laughs> at-bats, Crawford seems to come through more in big-time at-bats than Brandon Belt does. So uh, kind of curious to see uh, what Crawford's going to be doing. I, I haven't even checked the lineup. Is he in today's lineup? Do you know? I don't believe so, no. Okay, so we'll be interesting. it'll be interesting to see how long he's out for. So. Yeah, you know, he's just an old guy, man. Old guys, they wake up and do they get quad tightness, they don't stretch, and that's what happens when you have a team of dudes in their freaking 30s. And I know it's not, it's not this regime's fault. You know, these guys have big contracts, but this is going to keep happening. Like, guys are yeah. going to pull muscles running into first. You know, th- these are older guys. And Crawford has been very good defensively this year. He's shown more range, I think, early these first few weeks than, than he did at all last year. Totally agree. Yeah, I mean he's he's been phenomenal out there. I feel very very welcome sight, and and yeah, like like you said, you know he hasn't he he's not tearing the cover off the ball or anything. But I um, mean how how many you know two run doubles and you know three run homers that you know you know has he hit early early this year? Like just very impactful at bats. Like you're saying, hitting very low in the lineup, and yeah, he kind of is like the like the the anti Brandon Bell. Like he's gonna. The moments never, never doesn't seem too too big for him, and he always seems to, you know, at least square the ball up in those big situations. So, yeah, it, it sucks to see him go out right now, especially with especially with how well he's, he's playing defensively, you know, because I think that's going that's been overlooked so far this year. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I I have noticed that. I feel like he's got a little more range. Maybe he's just looser this year. Maybe he's doing some yoga. I don't know, but I feel he's like, old. Yeah, but I feel like last year. Um, you know, along with the bat, but you know, Crawford will go down, uh, known for his glove. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, uh, last year was kind of like, wow, this guy's really starting to, you know, maybe get towards the end of his career a little earlier than we were hoping for. Um, but he's been very good defensively this year. So, um, you know, fresh start, maybe he's changed a couple things, but yeah, I, we're hoping to see, uh, Crawford back out there short, um, in the near future. So, The Say Hey Podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Um, mm-hmm. let's kind of transition to what we really, really want to talk about. And we're kind of just going to break it down into three things. We won't go super long today, but let's start off positive. And that's through these first 21 games, 
I want to talk about the starting rotation. Um, they've been really good. We've had six different starters. Obviously, Cueto uh, went down beginning of last week, so uh, Alex Wood returned, and he's had two starts, 12 innings so far, and uh, he's just he's been really good too. As mm-hmm. a whole, as a whole, all six of these guys combined for a 2.39 ERA um, and a 2.7 WAR as a unit. So these. Uh, the, the, the great thing, too, is uh, 23.5% strikeout rate, a 6.7 walk rate. These guys are throwing strikes. Oh, yeah. They're attacking the strike zone. And, um, but, and they're not giving up a ton of uh, home runs, which is great. So, Rob, talk about, uh, as a unit real quick, the uh, starting rotation, what you've seen so far. I know going into the season, we, this was kind of like the Achilles heel. Um, everybody was thinking, you know, you got guys coming in on one-year deals, Guys that have dealt with injuries in the past, we don't know if uh, you know they're even going to be able to stay healthy. Um, but guys like Discofani, Sanchez, Wood, coming in injury prone uh, seasons the last couple of years, but they've been really good to start off the season. Yeah, I think this is what you know Farhan and these guys were all hoping for. These reclamation projects, you know, actually kind of coming up for fruition, and it's it's only been a month and everything, and. Alex Wood, you know, in particular, has looked very good in his first two starts. Granted, you know, they were both against the Marlins, you know, which is okay. You know, that, that's fine. But, and then Aaron, Aaron Sanchez, you know, the, it's funny with him because the velocity hasn't been there consistently. That, that first game he was coming out, you know, throwing, throwing mid-90s, you know, looking good. And then, then he came back. His next couple starts, and you know he was kind of low nineties, but with a little with a little more more command. So I, I think you're going to get, and same with the, the Desclafani too. I think you're going to get a little more, you know, a little more inconsistency out of the, out of these guys with with their stuff because I don't think that that they're all all the, all the way back yet. You know, you got to think those three guys in particular are all coming off injuries. So, but the main thing is. They're battling, and they're, like I said, they're keeping teams in the yard, and a big, big part of that has to go to you know Kirk Casale and Buster Posey, you know, calling great, great games back there, and we can talk about Casale's, you know, shutout streak, you know, which is in, in, insane, you know, five, five in a row. That's I, I that doesn't even seem real to me, like how a, <laughs> how a catcher can, can you know catch five straight shutouts. And he's catching today for Logan Webb. And he's catching today for Logan Webb. And that's that, that's another guy too. A big another big start for him. You know, uh filling in for uh for, for Johnny Coito and he being the the one young guy of the of the rotation, you know, this is this is a big big start for him. And you you know, you can't say enough about Kevin Gossman, you know, last night eleven Ks, you know, I mean just absolutely living up to you know to his new contract and his status of being being the ace and like you said you know they were very uh very questioned coming coming in into the year by me in particular and and, and all, all all those guys on uh on giants chatter but again it's it's only been a month but it's a it's a hell of a start and i don't think they can uh except for Cueto's injury i don't think they could have asked for anything more yeah, it's been about as good as you can ask for um, regarding the rotation as a whole. But, yeah, you bring up Kevin Gosman. Man, last night, just being able to see him throw in person, um, he's really cemented himself as he's for sure the ace of the staff. But, 
you know, you got to start considering like this is maybe one of the top tier pitchers in baseball. And I'm I'm not saying like a top five to seven guy, but I would definitely argue Kevin Gosman belongs in that, you know, top 15 to 20 starter range um, across the league. Um, he's just been good. Again, like you said, 11 strikeouts last night, uh, throwing mid nineties consistently able to mix in um, that splitter, which he's just, I feel like he's really found a comfort with that splitter. It's diving into the plate and guys are out in front reaching for it. So it was really frustrating um, last night that Kevin Gosman throws so well, and he's not able to even get a decision in the game. Um, it was frustrating. So I think that is a great transition to let's talk about the bullpen. And I'm going to tie in, I'm going to tie in Gabe Kapler because I'll, I'll talk real quick and then I'm going to let you loose here. <laughs> so, um, so I've been very vocal. Um, I know Rob's been on board as well that we think that the Giants bullpen as a whole, and, you know, especially at the end of the season, when the season is coming to a conclusion, it will be uh, the strength of this team. And uh, I still really do believe that. I mean, uh, overall, it's been good. The, the ERA in the bullpen is 3.93, which for relievers as a unit, it's, that's pretty good. I would say that's a little above a league average. Um, but we, we want to talk about usage. And I think a great start, and, and it's happened multiple times. It happened last year, uh, especially early in that 60-game stretch. But we've seen it a couple times or maybe several times already here in the first 21 games of the season, um, you know, decisions from the, the manager, Gabe Kapler, when to use guys in certain situations. Prime example, Friday night, Giants are up five to one. Alex Wood uh, throws a great game. Um, they're up five to one through seven. So it's a four run lead, which if, you know, if you're new to baseball, that's not a, that's not a save or a hold opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um has to be three runs or less. So he brings in Tyler Rogers, who has already thrown in. Um, let me have the number here. Where is he at? Tyler Rogers has already thrown in 13 games. Um, that's well over half of the amount of games they've already played in. Brings him in in the eighth inning. Um, throws, what, 11 pitches, nine of them for strikes, gives up one hit, whatever. That's fine. He, he threw well. Yeah. But again, you're throwing him again. You know, which decreases the chances if, if there's a tight game the next day, which was yesterday, Saturday, that yeah. you may need him. Then you bring in your closer, who's been really good, but um, starting to show his imperfections, you know, the last few days. And you bring in Jake McGee for a non-save opportunity. And uh, he goes, you know, the whole ninth inning, throws 19 pitches. So long story short, they're both not available for yesterday, I'm assuming. It wasn't announced, but they were not available for yesterday. No, they weren't. Let's fast forward to yesterday. It's one one going into the ninth inning, and the Giants bring in 21-year-old Gregory Santos, who threw a couple days prior and was dominant, looked really good, uh, you know, touching 98, 99 on the gun. But he comes in yesterday, and, uh, you know, he gets knocked around a little bit. Uh, gets a two-run bomb by Jesus Aguilar, hit off him. And, uh, you know, you're bringing in a, a fresh kid into a tied 1-1 game um, into a situation that he's never been in before. And it's literally a second major league appearance. Why? You know, in, in a 1-1 game in the ninth, especially at home, you can probably bring in your closer and say, hey, let's play for the bottom half of this inning or let's get the extras. You know, and they're not available. So frustrating decisions from Gabe Kapler there. Rob, go. 
Okay, and something you failed to mention there was Rodgers and McGee both pitched on Thursday night too in that 3 nothing yes. victory. So yes. you got, and that's a close game, you know. So they're in there Thursday night, both throw well. And, yeah, sitting there Friday night as they're coming in, I'm thinking, what what the hell is this guy doing? Like, what? It, it's 5-1. to one. Like, are those guys available? Sure, they are. But you have to kind of, you know, spread out your chips a, a, a little bit here. If, if, if you're Kapler, like, the bullpen as a whole has been pretty good, I would say. Pretty good. You know, not 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 the best, but you know, you have you have guys down there like Camilo Duvall, Wandy Peralta. You, I mean, you have other guys, you know, who can who have proven this year so far that that they can get out. So, you know, Jose you know, Paul, Alvarez, you know, Jose Alvarez too. Yeah, who's after a bad start has pitched pitched very well. And, and you know, Wandy Peralta, you know, he lost that game in, in in Philly the other day. But you know what? That's that happens. You know, long season. It's a, it's a long season. That that's a good Philly lineup. You, you give up one run in, in a tie game. You know, you know. Bad stuff happens sometimes, but you know, McGee and Rogers, you know, last night is a game that they have to be in, you know, they have to be in that game and you have to, if you're Kapler, you have to show a little bit of foresight in, in games where you have a, a four run lead late and your setup guy and your closer just pitched the, the day before. It's like, you know what, you know, let's try, let's try to avoid these guys tonight. It was something that, Bruce Bochy was very good at, by the way. And, you know, yeah, you throw a, a rookie like, like Santos last night, and, yeah, he looked extremely good Thursday night. I mean, that was that was crazy. It was like, oh, man, where the hell would we been hiding this guy? You know, and same thing we thought in Camille Duvall's, you know, first appearance. And, you know, and, and, he, and he, he, he's shown, you know, his flaws since, since too, and that's, that's going to happen. But, you know, you were just – I felt like last night – you know, you are just kind of setting this guy up to fail a bit, and, and sure, and sure as hell, you know, he w- walks the, the the leadoff guy, and you know, the commands out there. He you know, and the thing that that confused me too was he you know, he, he came out throwing breaking balls last night when that dude's popping pop ninety seven ninety eight, you know, easy like without without even trying. And yeah. that and that first at bat, I forget who the hell was up. Yeah, he's breaking ball, breaking ball, breaking ball, and I'm like, what the. What? What? Why? Like, there's no, there's no beyond base right now. Let's attack this guy. But sure as hell, dude, dude gets walked, and Aguilar comes up and you know hits the ball, you know, 500 miles. Aguilar, <laughs> Aguilar, in, in after that, that initial walk, you could, you could see it coming. This dude's like, okay, he's trying to throw, this, he's trying to throw his breaking ball tonight. I don't know whose, whose decision that was, but he's not locating it. So of course, well, we can't throw that. You know, now we have a guy on first. Let's go to the fastball. And you know who knows that better than anybody else? The freaking hitter. You know, who, who's, a, who's a first ball fastball hitter and just sits dead red all the time. You know, it's, this is the same Hazes Aguilar who hit like 35 home runs a couple, couple years ago in, in, in Milwaukee when no one ever heard of him. Yeah. You, you know, the guy, it's, it's all he does. He's basically Matt Stairs, you know? And I don't know. It was really, really frustrating in, in a game where you need. I mean, I'm not the biggest Tyler Rogers fan either, but he is probably one of the most reliable arms down there at the moment. It's you know that's just that's where we're at in life with the Giants bullpen. But yeah, him and McGee, like those are games they need to be available for. And and the other the other crappy part too that bugged me about Friday night in particular was that you bring McGee in, into that non-safe situation. 
I forget who, who's Wilmer Flores makes that error, extends the inning, and he gets, he ends up giving up a two run bomb, which which extends McGee's pitch count, I believe, at that point because there was only one out when that happened, like like twelve to thirteen more pitches. Like yeah. these are un, it's unnecessary stuff. Like if you if you bring in Camilo Duvall, Harlan Garcia, Wani Peralta, if you bring them in to, to throw the ninth, and that same scenario happens where. Okay, Wilma Flores boots a ball. Guy comes up, hits a two-run jack. All of a sudden, oh, it's five to three now. Then you go to Jake McGee. Exactly. And that that's, comfort blanket is still there. Yes, he he's still down there, ready to go. Because that wasn't McGee's fault. You know, you know the dude makes an error, and but yeah, that's all it takes. And and all of a sudden, you got your closer throwing all these unnecessary pitches that he he shouldn't have had to throw. So yeah, I mean the 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 usage in, in that Kapler, you know. Go, goes with this bullpen is not it's not consistent and it just quite frankly doesn't make a whole lot of damn sense sometimes and I, I don't know in, in a long season I don't know why your setup guy and your closer are out there almost every sing, single day even when they don't have to be it just I don't know well it's kind of contradictory too I mean uh, Kapler and this front office have 100% embraced analytics and matchups and, you know, sometimes he, he goes for that. And then, but when you have a situation like we're talking about right now, where um, you bring in Rogers, who I, I agree with you, I'm not a huge Tyler Rogers fan, but he has earned that eighth inning role right now. So yeah. That's fine. I'm fine yeah, with that. Sure. And, and McGee, you know, you're bringing him in regardless of who they're facing, but it's it's kind of like you just said. I'd much rather have if it's if it's a non-save opportunity, non-hold opportunity, whatever. I'd much rather them be available in a one-one game than a five-one game. And it's it's the exact same reasoning. I'm a hundred percent behind you with what you just said. You have other options to bring in in a five-one game. And if stuff gets sideways when it gets five-two, five-three, whatever, then you can go. Okay, you know what? Now I'm gonna bring in uh, Jake, and it's a five-three game. Now it's a save opportunity for yeah. him. Yeah, and. Uh, and he's a he's our last resort, which is a closer's role. You know, he's there if you need him to be. He's there um, to close the game. Yeah, like I would have been totally fine. You, you got Berger, you got even a Matt Whistler who he's pitched a lot too. He's already yeah. appeared in ten games, but he's been better the last couple games. We're starting even, to see you're starting to see the Matt Whistler that the Giants signed, um, who he was last year in Minnesota. But regardless, as a whole, um, it's been frustrating, and I think. I think you have as well, but I've been, you know, back in Kapler. And I even said before the season started, we saw it last year in the, like, I would say the first half of the season, a lot of experimenting. We went through the Trevor got experience where he was thrown out there repeatedly, repeatedly. It didn't work. Um, you know, managers aren't, aren't going to make bad decisions. Sometimes they will make experimental decisions that don't work out. I think there's a difference, but um it's frustrating when the there's really no justification behind the reasoning, if that makes sense. So, uh, you know, again, I'm still patient. It's a very long season, but some of these are just like, huh, huge head scratchers, which um, even for me to do, I, I, and I'm a little more patient with the bullpen, but come on, man. Like the, last night made no, or no, Friday night made no sense. And it really cost the Giants last night. It really did, and like you, you were just saying about Trevor Gott last year, you know, I'm I'm fine with going out there and experimenting, you know, with 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 your closer and stuff, or people in the closer role, especially when you don't have one. Yeah. But 
but the way that you know they 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 kept throwing him out there, it doesn't you know basically con- compounding you know those errors you know from a managing standpoint. That's what that's what worries me about right now is that yeah he's making these mistakes, but is he going to keep making them? Like is he going to be stubborn? You, you know with this, I, I don't know. You know, Kapler's only been the manager for this team for you know eighty games or whatever the hell we're at right right yeah. now. So so. I, I really don't know, and you know, none of us do. And I just don't want that to become a consistent theme with him. Like, you know, this is this is just how, how we do it. You know, these guys can rest when they're dead and stuff. I don't know. But, like, they can't be out there every day. And it, if that's how it's, how, how it's going to be, then this team isn't going to go very far into the season and stay in contention. That's, that's all. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Last thing we wanted to touch on is pinch hitting. And again, we're tying in Gabe Copper here. So pinch hitting usage. Um, this last week, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest, a lot of those day games in, in Miami and Philly, uh, I wasn't really able to see every single pitch. Rob, you've seen a little more um, than I have in the last week or so. Uh-huh. Kind of go in on what's going on with pitch hitting usage um, with the Giants right now. Oh, a lot's going on with pitch hitting usage right now with the Giants <laughs> because uh, the uh, Giants are using half their bench in most games by the uh, seventh inning. And the Giants, as you all know, are playing in a lot of close games like we just talked about with their setup man and their closer pitching every day. They're not blown out teams and they're not getting blown out. These are close games and which lead to extra inning games where you might have to have a couple guys ready off the bench in a big situation, not have Anthony Desclafani pinch hitting in the 10th inning in a road game in Miami and and end up on first base and can't score on a ball hit to the fence by Brandon Belt. That would have been the lead run or a second second insurance run, I believe, because the Giants ended up losing that game anyway last Sunday. That was last Sunday. I think you saw that one. But – they are basically going out there with their straight platoon lineups and their righty left against righty lineup. They're against lefty lineup. And as soon as the other team makes a pitching change, here comes the whole bench in the fifth or the sixth. And this is happening way too much. It hasn't happened the last couple of days. Thank God as much, but the giants are basically getting to the seventh, eighth, no, well, that's seventh. I shouldn't say that. Like the eighth, ninth, ninth innings with like Kirk Sally on the bench, which you don't want to use because God forbid something happens to Posey, you need a catcher available. He's a catcher. Again, I don't. Want, I don't want to start comparing Capital to Bruce Bochy, but remember all the all those times where uh, Eli Whiteside was the last guy on on the bench, and, and we oh we can't pinch hit him because you you know what well, something happens to Buster this and that, and well. Uh, It'd be kind of funny if Pablo Sandoval, you know, the emergency catcher, had to go in there and, and catch. Well, the Giants have been very close to that happening a few times this year already, where if something happens, I don't know what the hell, who the hell's going to catch, who's going to play shortstop, 
you know, who's going to play center field. Like you're going to have Alex Wood, Aaron Sanchez, and, you know, and Kevin Gossman out there playing the field. You know, if one of these guys goes down late in the game and there's nobody left to go on the bench. And I understand the philosophy, you know, okay, the, a righty comes in. Okay, let's start whipping out our, our, our lefties. But, you know, the, 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 these guys in, in, the, in, the, in the mid innings, you know, you, you can't act like, you know, these right-handed hitters have never faced a right-handed pitcher before. Like, they just don't know what to do. They are, it, it's impossible for them to, to go up there and have a solid at bat against somebody who throws from their side. You know, come on, man. Like, it's not that big of a difference. Trust me. You know, Brandon Bell, I think historically, he probably hits lefties better than he hits righties. I, I, I think that's true. And uh, it's not as big of a deal as they're making it out to be. I, I, know, I know the numbers. All, all, every nerd out there has th- thrown them at us with an- a- analytics. <laughs> and, 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 the, and a lot of them are, are true. You, you, know, you, can't, you can't argue with stats that are, that, that are right there. True. But that does not mean that as soon as, you know, the Phillies or the Marlins, you know, pull their lefty and go with a righty in the fifth or the sixth inning, that does not mean you empty your freaking bench. And that has happened, like, legit, like four or five times already, already this year where they've gotten to, to the ninth inning and they got nobody left. And it's like, God damn, this game's going to go into extras and... Yeah, we're gonna have Kevin Gossman and the Descalfani pinch hitting. Yeah. You know, Matt, Mass and Bumgarner ain't on this team anymore. You know, you know where, where he could be that extra pinch hitter and maybe hit one out of the park. You know, no, like the, the Giants don't have they don't have that 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 luxury, and they are the only team that I've seen do this. And it is, it's just over the top to me. And it's already cost them one game. It cost them that game last Sunday in, in Miami. It did flat out. That Descafani be, being being on first base when Brant, when Bell hit that ball to the wall and not scoring with two outs, you know he's not you know unless it's Yadier Molina or something, a major league athlete scores there, and that they would have had a two run lead. They end up maybe they still would have lost two nos, but having a two run lead when you're down to Juan Peralta and Harlan Garcia and guys like that trying to close out a game, a two run lead is a much bigger difference than a one run lead and. So, yeah, I'll, I'll flat out say that cost him that game. Well, and kind of just to expand on your DiSclefani running um, example, I mean, imagine you get, especially with today's extra innings, whether you like it or not, you get to the extra, you get to the 10th inning, you get a runner on second base. And so, you know, what if you have uh, a pitcher, we'll say DiSclefani, that was the last out, and that's your option to run at second base. You know, a guy that they don't work on, it's it's not even about speed. It's about knowing how to run the bases, too. Like, I could totally see a reliever or a starter or whatever, for example, getting doubled up in situations because they don't know what they're doing. And if you need a pinch runner just to get one run across, but he's not available because, you know, you didn't utilize the bench properly earlier, I mean, that's going to be frustrating. And I feel like that's a real possibility the Giants may run into if we continue down this path of, you know, going too much with – and I think – I just want to sum up everything with this. There's a difference between following the numbers and statistics and matchups and history, and I respect that. I've, been, I've learned to embrace it. But also sometimes there's these weird situations where you got to go with your gut and you got to go with your instinct sometimes over the analytics. So – I think what we need to do and we really need – because trust me, I am still – am I pissed off with Gabe Kapler? 
at this time of the season, yes. But you know, I, I do think that I do think that Gabe Kapler is is the right fit for this team. I just think he needs to go with his gut a little more sometimes. And you know, if that takes Ron Wotus going bumping him on the shoulder and like, hey dude, I really think we should, you know, go with our instincts here and and stick with this guy. Or maybe we should, you know, go with the more experienced guy to come in in this situation out of the bullpen here. And I know every manager in baseball is balancing the extra innings, the three batter rule, yada, yada, yada. But everybody's doing it. But it seems like, especially these last few days, um, Gabe Kapler is taking it to a whole new level. And so it's just, it's, we really need to find a balance between numbers and instincts. I just don't see the need to have to pull Alex Dickerson in the sixth inning so Mauricio Dubon can face a lefty. I don't see that. I don't see why you have to pull Brandon Bell in the seventh so Darren Ruff can face a lefty. I don't no, like I've seen Brandon Bell hit lefties. He can do it. You know, if it's I've the eighth or ninth inning. I'm all for it. But especially sure. your first example, that is prime right there. I can maybe understand the rough one a little more. He could put the ball out of the park consistently. Uh-huh. But if you're pinch hitting earlier in the game, Mauricio Dubon, who especially has been struggling these first twenty something games. Come on, man. That's a freaking reach. It's it's the sixth, seventh inning. Like the game's close. Let the game play out. Like Marty Lurie says, you know, let this, let this story unfold and all that crap he says. Yeah, like it's early. You don't need to do that, you know, that early in, in the game because there's a good chance and you can, you can always see it coming with the Giants. I don't know about you. You can always know when the game's going to go extras, man. You can usually tell by the fifth inning that the game's going to go to extras, you know. But <laughs> I, really, but you're – you're going to use your guns like Wilmer Flores in the sixth inning and, and you're going to pull guys like, you know, like Crawford and Longoria, you know, just so you can, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. It, it, It really is. And I, I just don't think there's, there's a need to do that. Like ever, unless somebody's hurt, you know, I just, the bench is there for a reason. And it just—it doesn't mean you, you just flip the lineup mid-game when they bring in a righty instead of a lefty. I'm—I'm I'm sorry, it is beyond stupid. I'm with you, brother. Hey, I'm looking at the live feed right now. Logan Webb's warming up in the bullpen, and it's—it's uh, it's raining pretty good at Oracle oh, Park. So, what the hell? not sure if they're going to be able to start on time in ten minutes. So, but we'll see. But let's get out of here. Uh, just just in case this game does get started on time. Um, you know, again, the Giants finish up this four-game set with the Marlins today. Hopefully, they get that full game in. And then they have the Rockies in for three again. Gosh, man, if they could if they could at least take two or sweep the Rockies again, that'd be really nice. So, oh, God, that'd be uh, happiest freaking moment. Hey, <laughs> make sure you're on Facebook. Join Giants Chatter. Link below of this episode you're listening to currently right now. Make sure you join up. Get in on the game threads. They're fire. Uh, Starting to get a little, uh, you know, debatey if that makes sense you know testy. Start, starting to get a little testy which is good man we, we love the debate we want uh, strong knowledge and and bring the fire man so yeah. um you know we will see you on the next say hey podcast episode uh make sure you are subscribed to everything so you get notified when a new episode is ready so uh let's hope the giants can get this dub today and uh, take three or four for the marlins so for say hey doug and say hey rob go giants Oh, Giants, take the series. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are done, 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.